Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, my name is Rabbi Ethan Linden. I am in New Orleans, Louisiana, where the weather is lovely, and we are studying Beitza, Daf Yud Dalid, page 14. And I'd like to focus on a Baraita that is near the bottom of Amud Aleph. And it says, Tanu Rabbanan Ein Osin Tisane. The rabbis teach that we should not make Tisane on a festival. And according to your friend and mine, Marcus Jastro, Tisane means either barley groats or pearl barley. And I'm just going to call it pearl barley because barley groats just does not seem appetizing. In any case, whatever this Tisane is, you're not supposed to make it on a festival. And the reason seems to be that it requires a tremendous amount of pounding in a mortar. And while we are allowed to do some food preparation on a festival. This seems perhaps like a bridge too far. And after a little discussion about what exactly kind of mortar we're talking about and why um, the the Breita is stated as it is, we end up deciding that one of the Breita, the one that allows for uh, certain things to be ground up, refers to, as the as the Talmud says, us, we're now on the top of 14b, one of these bright toes, the one that allows the, the pounding up in, a, in at least a small mortar, belongs to us, ha-lan, the, the Talmud says, according to Rabbah, but the other one belongs to them, lahu. And in the Babylonian Talmud, of course, us is the Babylonian Jewish community, and them is the Palestinian Jewish community. And so, according to Rashi, at the very least, the reason that the Babylonians allow for the grinding up of some things, at least in a small sort of household mortar, is that um, we don't have servants here in Babylonia. We don't, we don't have domestic help. And, and therefore, we're doing it ourselves. We don't need to worry about some lax servant doing this improperly. Whereas in Palestine, apparently there was uh, more wealth there, at least from the Babylonian perspective, and this is again according to Rashi, that they have these servants and, you know, we can't be sure what these servants are doing. And I, I guess the idea here is that whereas on Shabbat the rules are very clear, and perhaps with Kashrut the rules are very clear, allowing us to trust our servants, Maybe uh, in this case with the festival, because these rules are a little more, let's say, squishy, because we say we can do certain things to prepare food and not other things, and exactly what those things are are not always entirely clear, we're concerned that our servants on festival days will just say, look, I'm sure we're allowed to do this, right? We, we are allowed to prepare food, and therefore anything that we need to do to prepare food would be allowed, which is kind of a fascinating idea in itself because it, it leads to 
the notion that there are some of these rules that we have around the festival that are, are so kind of convoluted that you could imagine a domestic servant saying, look, I can't, I can't follow all these rules. Either we're allowed to do this or we're not. On Shabbat, we're not. On festivals, it's not clear, and so we're just going to go ahead and do it, which, which gives a sense that sometimes when you make rules that are so um, some complex, right, that have so many kinds of ins and outs, it's possible that you're going to make the entire rule system seem a little silly, and therefore people will treat it la with laxity, which is interesting because in... Uh, the 19th century and 20th century, when the reform movement decided um, to do away in large part with second-day holidays, the second day of all the Chagim, one of the arguments that was made is that this second day seems silly to people, seems absurd to people, and therefore that causes them to treat the entire system with laxity. We have to be careful about how we treat our laws because if we make too many laws or they seem too absurd or the stretches are too far, people will assume that the legal system itself is absurd. And then we get this very interesting moment of um, narrative, which seems to confirm the the view that the concern is for domestic servants. The the story begins. Rav Papi Marshmuel. Rav Papi visits the house of Marshmuel. Now, Mar Rav Shmuel is the Reish Galuta. He is the the head of the the community in. Babylonia, and he would have a house that, that had servants, and so when they put this dish before him, he doesn't eat it. This, this daisa, which is, which is a similar sort of dish, this kind of pearl barley dish, they put it before him, he doesn't eat it, and the question is, you know, why, why doesn't he eat it? Uh, after all, um, he would have been able to eat it in Babylonia, except the problem is that, that he notices that um, it, it was very finely ground, let's say. Perhaps that's the problem, and it turns out you can't really, you can't really do that on, uh, with, a, with a small mortar, which, which, which makes him assume, ah, they must have done this in a, in a big mortar, which would not be allowed so he doesn't eat it. But then the question comes, well, what if they just prepared it before the festival? And that, that can't be either, because he notices um, that it couldn't be because of the way that it looks. It's very clear that they had done it that day. And they end up saying, no, it's, it's different. Shani Bay Marshmuel, it's different in the house of Marshmuel. That is, the rules are different there. De Ica, because there, they've got this problem of the laxity of the servants, right? It's the same problem that they have in, in Palestine, at least according to, to Rashi's reading of this, of this sugya. And so we therefore don't eat the, uh, the, the barley, dish when we go to, to the house of Marshmuel, which leads to a really interesting problem also, which is this question of when we visit people, when we are part of a community and we go to other people's homes and we are trying to live within a certain system, how much do we allow that home that we are visiting to define the rules for us and how much do we say, no, I can't eat that because of my particular view of these rules. In other words, we imagine that Marshmuel's home would never have served this dish to Rav Papi if it were not the case that Marshmuel himself would have been willing to eat the dish, which leads to the conclusion that Marshmuel has one version 
of these rules and Rav Papi a different one, and therefore it can be hard sometimes to make community when the rules are different. Perhaps the message of this story is that like Rav Papi, we should be willing to say no when we visit somebody's home and we do not trust the preparation of the food. Or perhaps the message of this story is that Rav Papi, despite the fact that he knew there would be moments of awkwardness at the home of Marshwell, visited him anyway, because that is what we do on festivals. We visit, we make community, even though there can be moments of difficulty and awkwardness. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.